Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, it's Lloyd Spence and I am excited about where we are headed as we're getting closer and closer to the NBA playoffs and man, you can tell things are heating up. So now I got to get in position. I got to get you in position to get you over to betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your, wait for it, 50% 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So get on over there to betonline.ag, betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. Come on, man. Tell them the noisemaker sent you. Man, I wish I could get back to fishing on the weekends, back like I did back in the day when I was a wee lad. But I can't, man. The time is... Okay, let me just be honest. I can't find the right stuff. I don't know the right baits to go get for Texas. But I'm glad our new sponsor, Monster Bass, is the fun and affordable way to get the best new baits from the fishing industry's top brands delivered to my doorstep each month. Premium subscription fishing company that handpicks the best baits based on where I live and where you live and fish. No more guessing on which baits are going to work. Just leave it to the pros at Monsters Bass. They know what to do. Basically, it's like having your own personal fishing guide. It's changing the way bass fishermen shop for baits. They're quickly becoming the number one fishing brand of anglers everywhere. They got the best baits from the best brands, and you're covered by the industry's best customer service. So, if you want to catch a bigger bass this season, head on over to Monsters Bass dot com and use the code ACC10 to get $10 off your first box. That's monstersbass.com. Use the code ACC10 to get $10 off your first box. Sign up for Monsters Bass now. Tell them your boy Lloyd Spence sent you. Popcorn World. Charlie Ward. 
TV and Burnham Hall of Famer, Kendrick Haskins. And Mr. Talking Noise himself, and of course, Mama Noise, Lloyd Smith. And now, it's time for Believe in the ACC. There are some shows you have guests on and you have to put on your best stuff and and you got to look all pretty and be all dignified and whatnot. And then there are those shows where it's just like a family reunion. Tonight, we get to have a family reunion. Marcus Baby in the building. What is going on? Listen, I, ha- I have to say, I-, I think this show has came across my path uh, a couple times before. I didn't even realize who was on here. Like, like I-, I think I just spotted it, but I... I didn't stop and check everybody out. What's going on, Kendrick? Uh, look, I, I, <laughs> my first time, I want to say, Mr. Ward, <laughs> like being, being a, a, a dignitary. But um, but thanks for having me on, man. No, it's a it's a joy, man. You know, you know what it is over here with me and you. So I mean, uh, I'm glad glad to have you on, and uh, I'm sure you and Kendrick have cut the food many a time. At a <laughs> so this is gonna be fun. Uh, Mr. I, I, uh, I just I just want Marcus to go over there and play that piano that's in the background. <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I, I was going to pull that out on you, man. They, 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 they good for that. The the only thing I can do is go with stock green screen backgrounds. Just and just hope it works. Listen, it was better than my uh mother of pearl wall uh colors. <laughs> just like the boring, boring back color you could ever have. Marcus, personally, I like the I like the midnight with Maven background. I think it, there's a certain quality that it possesses that I appreciate. But you know what? It's not quite. It's not quite the shooting stars on Charlie's ceiling that I, that he has that. strategically framed his shot today that we don't see it. He did that on purpose. <laughs> I don't appreciate it. Fair enough. I got my virtual background. No, Charlie. That is not virtual. No, Charlie. That's not, <laughs> that's not the same thing. That is not the same thing. Our our backgrounds are a reflection of our not playing in the NBA for 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You get it, Charlie? Is it no. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I think, I think, time flies. I think you do, Mr. Ward. I think you do. So Marcus is learning that most of our show is us picking on Charlie because we're jealous of That's our <laughs> listen. No, no, listen. His his name forces the humility out of everybody. Oh it's like, look, look, Lloyd. So I'm like, Charlie, who? Yeah, look. I don't got no business on there. What do you mean? And normally, normally I'm confident in the room of gentlemen I'm in. And I'm like, damn, I, I can't bring nothing to the table. <laughs> Mark, it's, even, it's even worse for me because Kendrick is a Hall of Famer in Fern Creek. And Charlie Ward got a Heisman Trophy. I got to ask something. Here. I'm just the guy sitting between the guys. Listen, I got to add something to my resume or something, man. My goodness. I'm clearly but, behind. I'm clearly behind. I gotta get I'm behind. a Fern Creek Hall of Famer by default. <laughs> you know what? Don't You know what, Charlie? Just for you. Just for you. Because kids are trying to throw that out there. And that was a humble flag. 
by the yeah. indeed. Thank you know, it was crazy because, you know, I'm just coming off vacation. I thought of a whole bunch of stuff like a humble flex about. You flexed so, the whole time when the, in the group chat. <laughs> Guess where I am tonight, gentlemen. I owe you like three humble flexes, if I'm being honest. I'm be honest. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a great vacation. You really did. <laughs> I was sitting on the end. On, I was 13 rows up. Behind the basket where Dame Lillard hit all them threes in that double overtime game against the Knights. Oh, you were at that's right, you were at that game. That was a phenomenal game. Had a double overtime game for that. It's, and the next night I went to to the Colorado Avalanche, Las Vegas uh Golden Knights hockey game, and that was OT too. Well, nine rows up from I was nine rows up from the ice on that one too. That game is definitely wow. better than the game that we're watching tonight. Because Lord have mercy, that thing is. Uh, it's about, I'm sorry, Charlie. I'm sorry. I got, I got distracted. And that was a humble flex. Yeah, I can't even right. call that humble. Yeah, I, I, it, the button really didn't apply that time because he. <laughs> but the thing is, is that. I know we'll we'll go long enough in this show where Charlie will do something that is a humble flex. Mm. <laughs> See, we've gone. See, we had a week off, and then the week before that, Charlie was very conservative about his humble flexing, yeah. and didn't do anything. So we've had two weeks. Well, that's because we were with, Charlie Ward humble flex. That's because we were doing coach talk with Scotty Davenport. I think he was trying to be mm. on his best behavior. Mm. But how, I mean, but how long could that last, though? There's a couple in now, Marquis. Um, what have you been up to lately? <laughs> See, there's the point guard. That's the point guard right there. Take control. And, and, and listen, look, as awkward as it might be of me saying Mr. Ward, just Marcus. Just listen, Marcus Allen and Amari Rashad was my namesake. So I yeah, I am just just flat out Marcus. Um actually, actually, let me say this, Lloyd. I don't want to forget this, but okay. I want to tell you, you get credit over another guy for basically uh, planting the seed into my uh, co-host brain that we should do a show together. Did, did you, do you remember that? I, I think, yes, I do remember. Yeah. Steve, <laughs> I do yeah. remember. Steve, yes. Steve Rummage actually said before we even met, he said, man, actually he said, guy named Lloyd Spence, he said, he mentioned your name to me before I know before I knew you. And he said, Hey man, you would sound good with this guy. He says his name is Marcus Maven. He's like, you need to, um, you know, it's like you need to try to get with him and, and see how. Yeah, he. So he tells me that story all the time. <laughs> and, and actually, actually, it's kind of a a little side. Uh, he doesn't want to give credit to another guy, so he 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 by default he wants to give you credit for bringing for yeah for even putting I, us together. I, I think he's I, a good dude. I think I know who the other guy is, and just tell him I will take it on behalf of <laughs> just to keep him from giving credit to the other guy. Right, fair enough. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome, man. You guys do a phenomenal job uh, over there at uh, ESPN uh, Louisville. So you guys are killing it over there. So we, we, man, we, haven't, we haven't got canceled yet. So as, as, as long <laughs> it's as half the like, battle, Mark, right. it's half the battle. It's right. like not get canceled. So you know. The beautiful part about what we do is I own the company, so we there's no way we're gonna get canceled here. So we're in good shape. Look, that because clearly, clearly we're on the verge. Charlie, 
Was that a, was that a button? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And this might be the first time for you. <laughs> and that was a humble flex. I'm learning the rules of comedy. I don't feel like we're that humble. I own the show, baby. <laughs> okay, okay, I guess. Hmm. Hey. All right, then I'm going with Charlie's you. so happy right now that everybody else is getting the flex. Please <laughs> oh, you the joy. The joy. Thank the joy. You. I got to start this show off with the most important question we will ask Marcus all night long. Marcus, which is harder, being a star on at U of L, or being the father of a star in the NFL? Father, 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 father is difficult, man. Is it? Father's tough. He surely's not still borrowing money. Oh, listen, <laughs> F- the the father part is just is. Um, my dad told me one time. He said, um, he would come to Freedom Hall to the games, and he couldn't even sit in there and watch the game. So he would walk around the concourse and peek up at the TVs to wow. see what was going on, like in in the concessions. Yeah, you know, between just wanting me to succeed and it, it's crazy. He wasn't like a big rah-rah guy growing up. He didn't really pay – like, he paid attention, but the only thing he was like is make your free throws. You know, he was one of those dads, like, I'm proud of you regardless. Just make your free throws. That was the only thing that could get, get him upset, right? Right, right. And the closer you – you know, the, the bigger the stakes got, the more he started to take on that burden, right? And, um, you know, I kind of always gave him that look like, just enjoy the game, you know, and like not realizing – how difficult of a challenge that was. Yeah. And, um, you know, some years, it's funny, man. Some years I can watch my son go out on a professional football field, and I'm supposed to be, you know, chill and, and cool about it. But here's the thing. Sometimes he plays plays, you know, under Matt Patricia. You know, he, like, played. Yeah, yeah. And the hardest games to watch were when he played because he's crashing, he's tackling, he's – you know, you miss a tackle, you hit a tackle, yeah. and cringing the whole time, right? And here's the thing. I know he wants to play. I know how hard he works. But one of the best feelings is on a kickoff. They kick the ball down the field. That guy calls that fair catch. My heart just, it just feels so relieved because I get to watch him. I get to watch him jog down the field. <laughs> And jog right to the sideline, and, no, he's gonna, and he's the look checks. The check's gonna be in the mail. Yeah, he, yeah. Didn't, he didn't take any hits, and he didn't miss. You know, like I said, you know, I mean, when he succeeds, it's awesome. You know, yeah. yeah. And, and and I'm as excited as anybody, but it's still a collision every time on a football field, and yeah. and, and you know, just reading reports of practices, just the daily grind. I mean, he's going on five five years now. I, you know what? I when I when I when I was getting ready today, I knew it'd been there for a little while. I did not it did not dawn on me it'd been five years. It seemed like yesterday we were just talking about him going to Tennessee. I'm like, yep. it's been five years, but but it has been yep. since and we last kicked it, it's been seven years, eight years. So and, that so that makes sense. But God, it seems like time just flies. And, and and you gotta factor in, like, this is the dad in me. The dad says. Okay, son, you're coming. Look, you're coming up on that third year of that because you know you get three years with the option, right? Right, right, right. At that third year, you know he's 
you know, he he does a good job on special teams. He gets a little burned, but it was kind of like, son, you know, your, your clock might be ticking a little bit. Like, I don't right. really tell him this, but yeah. kind of in the back of my mind, like you're at the end of your third year. I don't know how, I don't know if you playing, I don't know if you're playing enough to, you know, get that fourth year. Right. So he gets that fourth year and that like, when he gets the fourth year, I think that's when he gets the pension, right? Yeah. And then you get that and you just like, you made it. You know what I'm saying? You you did it. You know, you, yeah. you, you stuck around, which I can't believe you stuck around that long. You know, just the the, <laughs> the, the pessimist, you know, the, the like I said, the experienced athlete brain yeah. is a little more pessimistic. Like it's hard, you know, it's hard to stick around something professionally for, you know, three Two years, yeah, three years. It's a fifty-five man roster. Yeah, and so every off season, I gotta watch cut lists. I gotta watch, you know, <laughs> root. Listen, rumors of cut lists. Yeah, and, yeah. and the, the local people and who should who they think they should get cut. And I gotta read that stuff every single day. It is maddening, wow. right? So, um, yeah, like. He he became an unrestricted free agent just this 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 you know this p- past season yeah. and like you know they bring in um Matt Campbell and and the new crew so I basically it, the the people that drafted him left and then Patricia came in right. and then you know and I'm dealing with the second I say I'm dealing with he's dealing with are oh, you dealing with it too <laughs> you dealing with it too you said it so, right you so said now it right. you got the second coaching change and he was one of the first people that got signed for another year. And I'm it like, is. yeah, I'm like, whoa, you know, like it's all been cherries on top. But again, just the, the anxiety of a daily grind of, like I said, want him to succeed and having to fight, remembering how hard and how small the percentage is of success yeah. in football. So, yeah. So, yeah, like with me, I was in control of it. You could I could sleep up until the game time and, you know, go do my thing. But yeah, with with him, I have to see all the the external parts of of an athlete. So it's yes, yeah, it's, it's it's by far by far the the parent part is is, is so much more anxiety ridden. I, I remember the conversations we used to have about him playing in Tennessee, and 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 how just the joy I would watch on your face when you talked about those games. And but that, but yet I can still feel the anguish. And I and I was thinking, okay, well, he made the league. Maybe that 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 goes down, but it's clearly it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> no, and and again, I'm still the best way to describe it is I was still the dad that said, "Hey, man, Vanderbilt education, you can't yeah. beat that." <laughs> right. you know? So basically, I've been eating crow for about ten years straight. <laughs> you know, this, like I said, trying to be. Uh, be cautious, you yeah, know. You yeah. know, get the Vanderbilt education, son. Tennessee is a gladiator. Take those expectations a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tennessee is a gladiator academy and all that stuff. And I watch as a freshman, he blocks a punt against Georgia, and I'm like, what? You know, yeah. like what? you ain't gonna play for at least three years, son. You know, like the, wow. I sent, I sent him off to college expecting to see him three years later finally get on a football field and right he, yeah he played a little bit as a freshman so yeah like i said that that yeah you're right though the pride is there yeah the excitement is there but again i'm i've been enjoying the the kind of the the perspective the outside perspective of watching his journey 
as much as, as anybody. Well, you don't get to enjoy another Detroit NFL football game until. Is mm. that what you're saying? Like, you just, you're stuck at this point. You, you're just watch, you're watching the game with bated breath. Until. Yeah. You're watching a lot of hard football to watch. That's a hard, that'd be hard to watch. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. You know what? I, I almost, it's almost like, you know, you put your keys on the mantle. My football fandom just had to go on the mantle. Yeah. And I'll be back to get that later on. Like, I can't root for teams. I can't root against teams. I can't play any fantasy football with any passion and joy. Yeah, Look, I, yeah. And, like, even on the media, like, I can't talk about what's going on. Like, you know, everything is so uh cultured around a, a scoop, a story, you know, uh, something. Yeah. You know, I can't even give an opinion on Matthew Stafford because then it turns into, you know, right? It's, it's yeah. like, oh, maybe yeah. his dad's talking about Stafford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I had to, like I said, I had to, I had to turn in my my football card, you know, and just kind of leave it at the gate, man. And and again, five years has been kind of like, you, you know, you're you you have to stay leave it alone. I want to ask you and Charlie that question. How difficult is it to get your family to understand that concept of we are now a professional sports family and anything we say can be misinterpreted as a headline or a misunderstanding to the organization or whatever? How difficult is that to to adjust to? That's on you, Charlie. Oh, well, I... While I was in the league, it, my family wasn't, uh, I mean, we didn't have social media. So that was the blessing. <laughs> yeah, that was the blessing. If something did jump off, it was only going in, in Thomasville. Uh, I do <laughs> nationwide or headline. Uh, but this definitely, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's very similar. I guess kids, your kids today, uh, you know, they, everyone represents you because they know who you are. You know, from a national uh, standpoint, and so whatever they may say or do could, you know, affect uh, your name recognition or they get tied into you. But uh, I've been blessed not to have that situation uh, yet. Um, we've worked to try to eliminate or remedy some of those. Uh, even we've caught some mistakes and things uh, that may have been you know, off the charts with some of our kids, but we've been able to, you know, fine tune those in-house in a sense uh, to where it didn't really get out into the media and those types of things. But I mean, I've been known to say certain things and put things up that were, that was uh, kind of controversial in some form of fashion. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. I, I defend it. Uh, or whatever the case may be, it is what it is. It's my belief, and just roll with it. Um, as long as it's not anything incriminating, uh, then I'm cool. Okay. All right. What about you, Mr. Maven? Uh, how do y'all how do y'all adjust to this? Uh, humility, family, family's pretty hum uh, yeah. humble. Like like I said, um, there was never much of a there was never much of a that's my baby kind of attitude from the from the stands. Even when he was in high school, it was like he, you know, he put in the work, so he expected to to be successful. Um, 
His mother didn't didn't like the attention, you know, on the next the day after the draft. She was back at, at the, the salon, you know, working and, you know, I was back on the radio. So it's kind of like yeah. everybody just was has always been real humble. So you wouldn't dare step on any like you. Everybody was just mindful of each other's name and reputation and, you know, stuff like that. So you kind of just you you kind of naturally knew not to say anything that was, you know, disparaging towards teammates or you know, or, or, or coaching staffs, anything like that. So yeah, just kind of the, the circle has, has always been pretty humble. So yeah, we never really re- crashed into that issue. Mm-hmm. Marcus, your family's had plenty of practice though, right? Cause it's like, <laughs> is that your nephew that's playing in the major leagues? That's no, that's my cousin. Um, yeah. cousin. Detroit, so, I mean, right? Detroit, right? Man, actually he just broke the record for most teams Playing played on of any player <laughs> in MLB history. Get out. He's not even that old. Right? Yeah, no, yeah. What what is he? Um, thirty six, maybe thirty five. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, no, you know, it's funny, man. Um, you know, a couple years back, maybe two years ago, uh, I, I believe he came to Louisville and um, he was there, you know, in in Double A with the Mud Hands, I think, uh, Toledo Mud Hands, okay. and they were here at, for Louisville Bats game. You know, three days stint. He's like, "Cuz I'm gonna come by. I'm gonna come by." You know, I'm kind of like, "Listen, Cuz, like, go. You know, do your thing. If you get it, if you get a check, uh, a second, you know, come on to the studio, whatever." So they ended up giving him the last day off, right? So he comes in there and uh, he kind of has that that energy, like, like it was a good run, you know. And and he's he's interested in the radio thing, and he's like, "Okay, this is how this works." And this, but he's. He's paying a little too much attention to the radio world. And I'm kind of like, you know, cuz you're good at this, but take your time. Jump <laughs> into, you, you, you know, you don't have to just jump into the media world just yet. Like you, you know, <laughs> right. you, you're still healthy. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you can squeeze a little more out of this, squeeze, you know, squeeze it to, you know, dry. Oh yeah. About a, about a week later, man, he was up at the Yankees, you know, and, um, you know, he has, has one of those personalities, man, that, um, you know, get you uh, apparently gets you through the dog days of summer, and you know, like I said, athletic. We know you can stick him out in center field. He's not gonna give us the errors. You know, he's, he's gonna he's gonna get us to the, you know some stolen bases. So he's just you know head down grinding. And now we're like we're talking about fifteen years roughly. You know, fifteen. Wow, you know? that's awesome, man. Yep, yep. Coming out at eighteen. Yep. You know, something. Yeah, about about maybe fourteen, something like that. But yeah, point being. He's managed to – he is the textbook example of personality, humility. There's there's going to be a spot for you. Work hard. You know, like I said, he's he's athletic, though, you know. So, like, yeah, yeah. it's not just all personality, but he's yeah. – like I said, he's managed to really, really milk, you know, milk all of his talent and, and relationships, and you know, into a long – you know, long, but like I said – uh, a lot of, like I said, I got a lot of cousins, you know, got a lot of family who's, who's cracked, you know, cracked, put the, you know, got their foot in the door a little bit, but yeah. Jalen and Cameron are like the generation who expected to play professional. Everyone else, myself, dad and all of them, it was fun. It yeah. was fun. We'll take it as far as we can take it. You know, it wasn't like, I got to get my family out. You know, it wasn't like that. It was just, you know, but this, this the the Cameron, Rashad, you know, um, from Carolina. Rashad, yeah. yeah um, they expected to be in college, to be in the league. 
So I, yeah, I always I was always thankful they got to see me play at Chapel Hill when they were six, seven, eight years old. So it, it kind of put it in their brains that no, you can really do that because you know we you know we may have not seen examples of the big stage like they have. So yeah, I think I think representation and imagery was really important for you know for my little cousins and stuff to to kind of bust through. Is there a historical team that you wish you could have played against that your team could have played against? The Louisville teams, historical. It could be a Louisville team that you wish you could have played against, or it could be another team that you wish you could have played. It's a great team that you could have competed against. Uh, I wanted a piece of Bob Sir and Charlie Ward. <laughs> 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 I, I I so was hoping you would get them with that. Right. I would I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't mind taking a stab at them. You know, those guys they could they could, they got it done, man. That was a good that was a fun team to watch. That would have been um an amazing game. Because <laughs> those were to, those were two very underrated teams. That's the thing that I think the two of you have in common. That your teams were way better than people gave them credit for, and I, I that would have been an interesting competition. I mean, the Florida State teams. I mean, it was Charlie Bobser and Sam Cassell and oh. Marcus. You had what Nate Johnson and Alex Sanders on your squad. And- oh yeah, yeah. The athletic, the athleticism level again. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, you need chemistry and you need all this good stuff and good timing. You yeah. know, but. Anybody who watches a lot of athletes, you still know, okay, in a in a vacuum, athletically, I know what real athletes look like. Even oh, did he freeze on us? Marcus froze on us, but so I mean we, we we get we can get Charlie's reaction to that. Charlie, I mean we what do you think? I mean, those little teams were pretty good back then. Uh yes, they were. Um, we, um, who's that? Who's the, I'm try, I was trying to think of who was, uh, we played because Louisville was in Metro Conference, you know? Yeah. Right. And, uh, we, um, we played them every year and, you know, just getting an opportunity to play against Coach Crum, uh, was, was amazing. Um, trying to think who's the big guard they had. I mean, they had some really good basketball players. I don't know why my mind is going a blank right this very minute, but for you, that was what was ninety. It was 90, 90, 91. So that would have been who? That would have been ninety ninety one was right before Dewan. So that was LeBradford, right? That was the end of LeBradford. LeBradford, yeah, yeah, that was the end of LeBradford, um, aka the Jordan Killer. Yeah, they. they <laughs> They had some. Um, we gotta get Moose on here. <laughs> I'm gonna get Moose on here soon. Okay. <laughs> back to Louisville days. Uh, we had our times uh, from some very good battles, and um, we actually the fight was before you, wasn't it, Charlie? Who? The fight. Which there was a big brawl between yeah. Louisville and Florida State at yeah. Florida State that I will never forget a day in my life. Yeah, that was ugly. <laughs> that was ugly. I don't remember it. 
That was I think that was before you because that was I think that was because her crook that was, was 88, was it? 87. I think that was around 88. Because her yeah, crook, I'll, I'll never forget because yeah. her crook married my cousin. I still make fun of him, make fun of him to his face to this day. Because her crook was on the bench when the fight happened, ran across the court, kicked somebody, and then went back to the bench. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he wasn't in the game, Kendrick. No, <laughs> he wasn't in the game. So he knew. It was back in the days when you could leave the bench and not get a fine. <laughs> oh man, those were the days. No, <laughs> were there ever, ever big blow ups, Marcus? Say say that one more time. Did y'all ever have any big blow up games like fights broke out or anything like that? No, we we had the we had the um, baseball fights. The, oh. the, the, yeah. we had the hold me the, back, the, hold me back. Yeah, 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 a whole bunch of hold me back. And listen, there's nothing better than a film session full of isolating the hold me back all stars. <laughs> and you know, so, listen, I'm sure I made a couple of, of appearances. Like, still, <laughs> listen to me, and this is just my personal feelings. This is this is. Look, you can do the disclaimer that your channel does not endorse what I am about to say, right? Well, let's, let's see how this works out because we may endorse you. <laughs> to me, the malice in the palace is the national holiday. <laughs> I definitely I get what you said. I, I, I know exactly what you're saying, let's especially after everything that's happened in the past week. The malice in the palace should be a national holiday. It is in the Maven household because <laughs> I don't like that people, you know, I don't like the loose lips of people not knowing. Like, I don't care if you're you're 50 feet from me. Do you know how fast I will I will grab you? You know, like you can't run from me. So you sitting <laughs> up there and running your mouth like as and look, I, I'm six four. When a six foot ten agile human that runs a four four forty, like you, you need to have more respect for, you know the 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 nature of these athletes. You know, like so when you throw that cup, and I got to see Jermaine O'Neal, or not Jermaine O'Neal, but uh, you know, Ron Artest. When I got to see them looking like. Like dinosaurs on the loose in the in the, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it, just looking at the fear of fans who've been disrespectful and and yelling, you know, obscenities and and vulgar language to these people, just to see. And we're talking about two, maybe three guys that are just, you know, worked up. So it's like, no, you need to have more respect for the level of athlete that these people have. Like, you need to watch your mouth. You need to watch your language. You need to respect these men because heaven forbid they lose, you know, they come, you know, address you and how, however <laughs> that is. And, and really when that guy runs out on the court, gets a little overzealous towards the end <laughs> of the ballot and he runs out on the court. And if you pause it, you can just see the moment where he's like, Oh, yeah, he knew. God. He knew. <laughs> he knew. Well, that's what 610 looks like. Yeah. No, oh, oh, no, in his mind, 610 wasn't that big. Yeah. Like, he's just seen him yeah. on television. Yeah. yeah. It was like, what is so what? I mean, he's a man. He puts his uh, pants on one leg at a yeah. time like I do. Yeah, but, but he reaches way further down than you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's no, the no. difference. That's the no, difference. And, and, and Lloyd, listen, 
6'10", to them is, oh, man, our center's only 6'10". He sucks, you know? Right. Well, that team center is, is, is seven foot, so he's bigger than us, you know? But these guys run out on this court, and here's the problem. <laughs> this man's 6'10". That guy ran out on Ron Artest. Yes. I, I <laughs> Listen, we were supposed to play um, St. John's the second game after Gonzaga in the NCAA tournament. They're yeah. leaving the court. We're coming on. I walk past Ron Artest. I'm like, that dude's different. Because he, <laughs> yeah, he's listed. Yeah, he's listed. You know, I'm looking at the book. He's listed 6'5". I'm 6'4". I'm so I'm like, yeah, he's, you know, whatever. But you don't factor in the extra. Le Bradford was like this. Like the extra 38 pounds. Right. How can we be one inch in size difference? And 40 pounds <laughs> different. But when I saw Ron Artest up close, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. That's that's what that that's looks what like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. So yeah. when the guy runs out on six five Ron Artest, he looks like a like an ant. Like in, in his pub or his bar, he's yeah. the big man. <laughs> you know, he runs out. That's a two, that's a two guard out there. Yeah. That you just ran, that you just ran out on. So to me. I think every every person should be exposed to that up close and personal. And before you even get let into a game, you should have to, you know, be on a court for 10 seconds. So maybe you would be a little more respectful about, you know. Another example of that, that Charlie's well familiar with is Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy is what, six foot, six foot one, average size guy. Charlie, you was you you was eyewitness to when he was wrapped around Alonzo Mourning's leg, and he listened, he looked like a sock. <laughs> Correct. But the thing, the difference between Coach Van Gundy and probably some of those fans, that he has fight. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, he, he was going to find a way, even though he he was out man, he was going to find a way to. Uh, hang in there. He's just he's <laughs> literally, you know. He was literally hanging in there. Yeah, it's like that Paul kid last night. <laughs> like, like yeah, that, that was well. crazy. So I mean, you know, you you know, you out outmatched and all of those things, but sometimes you just have that little man complex where you think, man, I can hang with them big kids. <laughs> <laughs> and then you find <laughs> out. And you find Not a way to hang hang with the big kids, even though you may get dominated and all that. You gonna find them. That's hilarious. That is. Hilarious. You just keep coming back on them kids. Do, do you keep up with all? Do you keep up with all the guys, Marcus? Man, social media makes it so easy. Yeah. It, it, like I wouldn't even call it keeping up. It's just like they're they're on your friends list. They you know they're in your DM. So you pretty much get to see. All the kids, and you get to see all the new kids and the wives, and yeah, you know, it, it, it's kind of it's a cheaper experience, but it is you're able to really just still be in touch, even if, like I said, even if it's just a couple of comments. Like I said, it's so yeah, like it's a it's a yes, but it's kind of like a cheating yes. Without giving away any secrets, most shocking Facebook uh, uh, slash teammate. You've looked at his page and you say, "Oh my God, that guy has a family." I don't know. I, you play with some characters. 
Whatever. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say that one. That one is like, man. Look, I can't even judge because we well, all are you crazy. shocking all of? Them? Are you shocking all of y'all? Like, we got families. Like, what in the world? Or 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 not shocked? Like, like I think. Yeah, I think I've I've been, we know enough about each other that everyone knows not to be shocked about any development. Gotcha, gotcha. We're gonna leave that alone because I feel like we headed off a bad trail. Let's. That's I got I got one for you though. Go ahead, go ahead. How, how, how much trash did Damian Dansler talk? Were you you still were you still there when Damian Dansler was there and Jay Z wore the Damian Dansler jersey on on stage in Louisville? Yes, yes. Is he still talking about the that? Hard Knock Life tour? Was that the Hard Knock Life tour? I, 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 it was I, around in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was oh, around. Damian's probably uncontrollable right at this point in his life. Yeah, I mean, but boy. <laughs> If he would have wore that Kentucky jersey, oh my God! Yeah, I can't uh, he wouldn't have made it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There, there would no be no J and B, Beyonce if he. Wore that yeah, he made the right choice. <laughs> I, I, I will say this though: there will be absolutely no Damian Dantzler slander from my world because listen, when I came to school, I hadn't been in school uh, a week, a week or so, and he was like, "You want to come to Chicago with me?" You know what I'm saying? Just during the summer, he was like, let, you know, he's like, let's go up there. Let's go play some ball. Let's go to the club. Oh, man, just I'm fresh off the Clarksville, Tennessee porch. You know, I don't, <laughs> listen, I don't know what I don't know what possessed me to agree to it. But <laughs> he, listen, he 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 big he big broed me. And I learned. Listen, I learned about real city life you know just like the, <laughs> the city energy you know what i'm saying just the cars the the clubs the the late night barbershops the boutiques i you know i didn't know my size of clothes you know i didn't know anything <laughs> like i'm up there yeah. with him and we, we getting fitted and just i'm like this is all right you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah he, he exposed me to some city life like like i said i'm i'm 10 days out of clarksville tennessee Wow. Yeah. So he like I've I said, been I, down there. I'm doing the Clarksville. Let's go pee. Oh I, yeah. I was to say I graduated from Murray State. So when I was there, uh, Austin P was the big. It was Bubba Wells and Marcus Brown and Vincent Rainey. That wow. was the rivalry. Wow. <laughs> Bubba, Bubba Wells. Oh my God. Uh, the, the other guard, the guards were LeBrandon Smith, Eric Sullivan. That's who I was trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Oh, big yeah. guards. There's, there's, Ooh, yeah. Danny loved Eric. them big guards. Yeah, Eric was good. Oh, man, and, and coming like coming in and working out with those guys in the summer, it's like, man, I, I miss that for the kids nowadays, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, talk about Crawford Gym, Marcus. I mean, it's again, it's it's probably the the biggest. The, the lack of development. Look, look. I'm gonna sound like that guy. I'm gonna sound like the old. You know, back in my day, the right. probably one of the biggest lacks of development and toughness is because you don't get the players who just left coming back playing pickup every day in the gym with the with the new crop. You know, so it's hard to hold the standards of your university programs when the guys aren't you know, coming back in for a couple of weeks and, you know, and, and working out with the younger guys and kind of, you know, doing that standard. But, but Charlie's talked about it. Everett, LeBradford, you know, these guys two, three years out of, out of college, you know, or a couple years out of college, you know, real peak grown man bodies, 
you know, yeah. working out with, with it, it's psychological toughness, you know, that those guys, you know, have. And, you know, that was that was invaluable on the court, you know, sitting in there, you know, just sitting in, working out with those guys and just big, like I said, big, developed bodies with some, you know, with some really athletic guys. It's just it's funny. Yeah, Everett was another one of those guys. Um, um, to, to kind of back up Charlie's point, that it's like these dudes—they they are different, man. They, yeah. they are really different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How How do you think your, your your alma mater has handled the uh the coaching in the pandemic and all the things that's been going on? It's hard. It's hard to judge that. It's hard to judge that. Um, they didn't. You know, you kind of got to work from the, the the ground up. He managed to get through years without losing his players to transfers, you know, without, you know, without a lot of, you know, kind of chirping. And, and you know, in a town like this, it's easy to to get a, a disgruntled player chirping about something. So, you know, you have to say there's something about, about the program that the kids trust, first and foremost. You know, you need that trust. And I've been impressed with, again, when you when you don't make the tournament here, the pressure is enormous. Yeah. So, yeah. To get, to get through all of that without mass exodus and mass rumor mill and mass complaint, that's hard to keep the players in a program happy unless you get them to take some accountability. If you got guys that are willing to look in the mirror, but you got to coach that into them too. So, I'm not going to say those are just guys he recruited. There's obviously something that they're doing right inside the program in mm. general. But yeah. I, w- I would definitely give it two thumbs up, you know, working from the, you know, from backwards to front COVID um, open transfer portals, playing time, the, you know, it's, it goes from juggling, you know, one tennis ball to seven, you know, during, during the pandemic and, and the, the uh, racial injustices that, that front, that home front, especially in Louisville for, you know, a coach to get through that with the players, allow the players to express themselves without it turning into a PR nightmare for a, you know, for a university, for a city and ground zero with Breonna mm-hmm. Taylor and, you know, and, and, and the LMPD, just all that stuff. Like you have to, you have to tip a, definitely tip a cap for it not turning into but a national story in a location like this. Yeah, you know. yeah. The but university yeah. been through quite a bit. Go ahead, Kendrick. Yeah, Marcus. I mean, because you're like you're you're a little bit closer to the fan base than I am because I have to juggle so many hats between Kentucky, Louisville, Indiana, Bellum, Murray, and Worst, and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you hear from the fan base a little a little bit more than I do. As someone who's knowledgeable of the situation that Chris Mack is going through, I mean, he's. I mean, with all that that you put on that you already put out there. Then on top of that, you're waiting on the NCAA to drop the yeah. hammer on whatever is going to happen with them, how hard it is to recruit. And then, like, just from my experience, from what I see from fans, and like they complaining about everything under the sun with Coach Mack. And I'm just like, yo, this dude, you lucky to have a, have this dude. No, that's why I look at it. I mean, you lucky to have this dude because he, he was the ideal like, situation. He was a hot coaching candidate for a lot of places yeah. coming out of Xavier. And he yeah. chose to come to Louisville with everything going on. I think part of it too, is that, you know, it's not, it's not a subject that we talk about and I know, and there's no way you could talk about it every day, the NCAA mm-hmm. stuff that's lingering over their heads. 
But yet it's like it feels like the fans forget that what's hanging over their heads. I mean, so how, how do you do, deal with that? Because you're like you, you see what he's doing and you can appreciate what he's doing as a player, as a former player. Um, first and foremost, you have to acknowledge that the most extreme or, or, or the biggest compliment is to remain is to keep these high expectations for success. Now, if if you put a product out on the court that can win, they think you should win. Now, if it started with him coming in and having no success, the expectations from the start would have been low enough to where anything that they do is good, you know, kind of like, you know, with the football team, you know, lowered expectations, you know, we, you, it'll be complimentary. But you, you do have to remind people that there's a reason you still have expectations because you know he's put a competitive product at the very least. Under all circumstances, he's put a competitive product on the court. Yeah. They look competitive. They look like they want to be here. And like I said, a lot of times that's 60, 70 percent of the fight. Just the fan looks at a team who looks like they want to succeed for the university. Now you can deal with the wins and the losses and the growth and you know, and, and all that, that stuff. But you're right, man. Um, hot commodity coach at the time, his age compared to the other coaches, Coach K's, the Roy Williams, no disrespect, the Leonard Hamiltons, you know, like, you know, the, the age had him coming in like, hey, y'all, hot commodity, not ideal situation, willing to ride it out. You know, um, you got, you hit, you really got that coach in a sweet spot, you know, not a, not a, um, not flamboyant, uh, not a, not a person, not a character coach, you know, right. not a, yeah. not a guy who's looking for a reputation, not looking to make a big name for himself. He really, you know, is trying, you know, seems to be trying to put a good product on the court. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like as long as we can start the conversation with, this is a tough ask. Yeah. <laughs> You know, NCAA sanctions. Yeah. You know, and you know, every room I go into, I still have Katina Powell slander <laughs> on the back end. I still got Coach Patino, you know, even if you uh I don't want to say nomenclature, you know, regardless of if you say the word scandal or extortion, you know, either way, whatever not, yeah, yeah, whatever word you use, it's just like there's a tough ask, and you have to really be confident in yourself to, to even take that job. Cause you know, he, like I said, he waits another couple of days and he's at, you know, you name it, whatever, Ohio state, whatever state. Whoever had opening. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He, like I said, um, I, I always want to say that Kendrick, um, let, let, let y'all start buzzing. As a matter of fact, I've threatened to leak it myself. I'm a leak that some other school is coming for this head coach. And I bet y'all attitudes changed then. Let's get that rumor started that, you know, Florida State is looking to replace Leonard Hamilton with Chris Mack. And, you know, watch watch the fan base start, you know, start getting a little. Yeah, get mad if he and and get mad if he did take the job. Oh, yeah. No, 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 Kendrick, you've been here. Get mad if he listened. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we saw what happened to uh, Satterfield. Satterfield. Yeah, right. All they did was just pop up on his phone. They were like, "What? What are you doing? Why? Why didn't you hit the uh, not answer button faster?" 
<laughs> yeah, he took, yeah, he he literally took a brunch down in Bowling Green to you know to, <laughs> to hear what South Carolina had to say. And here we are uh 16 months later, and they're like, Well, he's just waiting to leave anyway. And it's like, okay, well, you better, you know, you better start appreciating these these coaches that that you know that get it done. Yeah. In your mind, do you think Louisville has paid their debt? As far as uh, with, with whatever the NCAA comes back with in their final findings, do you think the 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 not going to the the tournament, the yeah. firing of yeah. Tom Jurek, the firing, you know what I mean? Is that enough? Shouldn't, shouldn't that be enough? I I I know the question you're asking, and I have to. I have to fight with every urge in my body just to be a Louisville alumni. And I'm trying to be objective, but sure. even in my most objective, I'm like, man, if Louisville hasn't paid their debt to society, the debt will never <laughs> go away. Like, no, and, and, and here's the thing. The, the, the saddest part about it to me in particular is that when coaches' names get cleared in in the in okay the Katina Powell situation, mm -hmm. a year afterwards the NCAA determines that he had no idea what was going on. You determined that all these coaches and rumors nobody had any idea. It was the the GA and a wow. couple of players. Yeah, but here's the thing: no, you know the apologies. There is no apology. There is no backtracking. There is no okay, our bad. So here's the thing. If if I'm on probation off of a, off of a, off of being wrongly accused of something, then something that happens while I'm on probation, you're you're still fighting an uphill battle because I'm like, I didn't do this stuff in the first place. So when you're saying now you're in more trouble because of other trouble, and it's like I I shouldn't be in trouble. So again, what you say, your sanctions, the heaviest sanctions in NCAA history with championships and Final Fours and scores and records. Literally, the heaviest sanctions in history outside of the death penalty. Right, right. right. Athletic directors, coaching staff, entire coaching staff, you know, even when you – um, I'm, I'm sure uh, uh, Kevin has heard me talk about this. When you look at the scheme and you, and you realize that whole sting operation was not, not – uh, what's it called? Um, not extortion, but you can't entrapment. Yeah, like it, it was. Yeah, that was literally it was entrapment. It was right, right. Yeah, it was textbook entrapment. So then, as a Louisville fan, you look at that like this is a this is a problem. You know, like this is so. Yeah. So even without being biased, I want to pass that question to somebody else and say, "Don't you think they've suffered enough?" You know, I, like. And I, we're watching. I, yeah. Sorry, and we're watching Rick coach. Well, when you compare what Louisville has done to all of the other names of squads that were mentioned in conjunction with this, just feels like the effort is not quite there in unison with all the guilty, <laughs> the so-called guilty parties. Right. Like, right. so I, I don't right. know. I hate, yeah. I hate sounding whiny. <laughs> I hate sounding whiny about it. Well, but, but, but it's not even, I, you know what, Marcus, I don't even know if it's whiny. Like, it's just just taking the fandom away from it and just looking at the facts of what has taken place. Like didn't, didn't they, didn't Kansas just give uh, their coach an extension? 
I mean, like, Charlie talks about that all right. the time on this show. You said yeah. extension? Didn't he get an extension or something? I think or? he got an extension. I do think yeah, he, he got an extension. Listen, an extension is what Coach Saban just got. That was three years. Right. But when you get a lifetime contract. Oh, that's right. It was a lifetime contract. So, no, that's, that's not, not an extension. extension. I don't know. Yeah. But it's not an extension. But that is the at its finest. <laughs> Charlie, this is what I thought. This is where I thought you were going. I thought you were going to say he didn't get an extension. He got an endorsement. Like we approved this message. <laughs> listen, listen, man. Can you imagine what I, what Marcus Maven thought when I looked and saw Snoop Dogg and the Money Gun and? <laughs> And the, and, and the exotic, listen, we literally lost a championship and a final four based on what I'm looking at on the court. At a <laughs> we lost our championship because you had the poles, you had the money gun, you had the, the dance, you had everything textbook well what we didn't have when we did ours was a crowd so maybe maybe that was the missing component yeah, right, right, right. In the open in front of a crowd right. yeah, it was available to everybody to it, see right we had to every student <laughs> right so right it's like north carolina that cl- yep. those those fake classes were available to everybody they were available, to every, they, were yep. available. they were in the the, the 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 registration book for everyone to take. Yep. So I get it. Yep. All right. All right, Mark, um, I have a question for you to ask, answer. Who do you see uh, being the next Baylor? Because we just got finished talking about, you know, all the troubles that some of these schools are going through with sanctions and all the different things. And Bell, of course, you know, their, their story. I like 20 years later, they end up winning a national championship. But the – the one key is they've had the same coach for that long extended period of time. So they gave him some time to be able to build and do all necessary things. That's one of my biggest issues with all this movement and getting people out because we don't know. <laughs> one or two years may be growing season for some of these coaches to be able to develop their team and their, their, their uh, opportunities to be able to move forward but they get kicked out so quick that we would never know. So who do you think would be the next bailer uh, in with the sanctions and all those different things going through this turmoil right now and becoming a champion? Um, uh, let, let me give you kind of a, a, a reverse version of your question. Um, the other day um, I had an epiphany in the middle of a show. The, the epiphany was, you know, Every time somebody talks about a coach or firing a coach or, or movement, like you said, um, it, 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 because I agree with you, uh, the stability is important, right? So my epiphany was we have become a society addicted to gambling. You know, gambling. Uh, if this coach doesn't win in two years, let's shake up the dice and see what we get. And then we can just shake <laughs> up the dice and roll it again. Like I, I literally was in the middle of a show and I was like, of course, like the uh, the Derby had more gambling in this Derby than than in history, and they have cheating scandals and all kinds of scandals. Just right. so the the public is a 
Charlie is a big Bob. Charlie, Charlie's a big Bob Baffert proponent. <laughs> he loves, uh, he's he loves, boycotting yeah. horse racing until Bob Baffert comes back. <laughs> he is made a better race than us. So. Fair, fair enough. Still, uh, the point is, there's been more gambling on horse racing than anything, you know, like or or than than years previous. We as a society are addicted to the gamble. So the the athletic directors, the fan bases that believe in their um, it's one of those things like the arrogance of fan bases causes them to take gambles and take risks. Overly mm -hmm. arrogant fan bases are the gamblers. Mm. Fan bases that, okay, like Baylor, they love the football and, and, and they really want their football to be great. So it allowed them to be a little pa more patient with their basketball. basketball. So to answer your question, right. I would say any football school, any football school first mm. that doesn't panic in their, you know, they like football more than basketball, which allows you to keep a basketball coach longer. So those and vice be, versa. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, if I was, yeah. a, yep. If I was a gambler, or if I were setting lines, I would say, okay, the top five schools that are gonna, you know. Be, become big programs in basketball, I would look for football schools that pay just little enough attention to basketball. It's what allowed Leonard Hamilton the patience to get it rolling. Florida yeah. State's football. But so they let Leonard Hamilton survive some slim some slim years that most places the coach the head coach wouldn't have survived. Right. So I think we're getting it. Yeah. So I would say, you know, I, I don't know which schools in particular, but I would say football heavy schools that are going to be patient in basketball are going to be your most successful over the course of, you know, the next 15 years. And like you said, vice versa, you know, basketball schools that are patient with their football coaches like Carolina, like you calm down and let Carolina just we, we, we they put a good product on, on the field. And as long as your basketball is keep keeping most of the attention off of football before you know it. North Matt Carolina powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Fact. Fact. Yeah. Speaking of gambling, I wish I would have bet. I won my good friend Lloyd Spence on his champion and my champion. Cause I'm currently watching this Brooklyn Milwaukee game. And so his champion is out of the playoffs and Brooklyn is up 97 to 68 on Milwaukee. Wow. I'm just, just going to leave it at that. <laughs> well, well, I will. I will allow for this question, sir, because you know I. Have I didn't mention who your champion was. I think it's very obvious who <laughs> at this point in the show. Um, and, and since I no longer have a dog in the fight, we will ask Mr. Maven, uh, who who of the remaining teams do you think do you think our young Donovan Mitchell will 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 be able to lead his squad to? Uh, do the, the NBA Finals at least? Be careful with them. Yeah. Be careful with them. Yeah. What Charlie said about the fight in Van Gundy. Be careful with those guys. I agree. The the uh, the um, what's my big man's name? Um, Gobert. 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 Yeah. Rudy. Yeah. Yeah, the for them to survive the whole COVID incident, you know, Donovan wasn't happy about that. Yeah. You know, yeah, the yeah the COVID joke slash 
I'm not playing with this dude. For you to get through that and and and, and force yourself to become professional, coaching, no, we're going to come together. They have a system that they're relying on, not individual players. So I say be careful with that Utah team. Of course, yeah. you're, you're Brooklyn. I mean, it's, it's that's killing an ant with a sledgehammer. You know, like they, they just, <laughs> yeah, they just beat people over the head with talent, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, They're up by 30 and James Harden's not even playing. <laughs> right. I mean, right. right. Am, I, am I allowed is, to say? Go ahead. Uh, the thing is, I mean, you know, in these playoffs, when you get two teams that are very equal, uh, the games can be lopsided at home. And then all of a sudden, there's 2 2. Yeah. Right. Right. Whether the games are close or not. So I always say the first game, you know, is a fill out game. So if you can win it, if you're on the road, that's great. Um, if you don't, you always got the next game to try to improve upon that. And if yeah. you don't and you're on the road, then you're like, I'm going, I'm getting a chance to go home and regroup. Um, and we'll find a way to try to muster up some um, energy. Uh, make some shots, make some plays to get it to 2-1, and then go from there. And so now once it gets to 3-0 and you're at home, then, yes, you need to start panicking. (laughs) (laughs) Charlie, what was it like for you to watch the Knicks fans go into the streets after just winning game two? (laughs) They totally embarrassed the whole city of New York, and then they didn't win another game in the playoffs. As a former Nick. What was that like? <laughs> were you, were yes, you on that team that played in the final? <laughs> yes. yes. Weren't you on that team that played in the finals? Uh, I was on, yes. I was on one of them. I don't remember y'all going in the streets at during that time. Especially after game two in, in the so, first round. Well, you have to – y'all y'all have been – y'all been – y'all have had situations where you may have uh, gone without. Uh, something for a very, very long time. <laughs> and when you actually get whatever it is that you've been go- going without for a very long, long time, <laughs> you get a little overexcited and you're happy about that deal. And sometimes you may go in the streets. And so they um, they sometimes you may go in the streets. Winning, hilarious. Winning a playoff game, which they hadn't. We hadn't done it in quite some time, and you have to understand, New York fans are a little different. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, because you Ch- never know. You got to enjoy the moment. Because that was the only win. Let's say they went home and they were just cool. Then they wouldn't have been excited, gotten their chance to be excited again. Look, let, let, let me ask you this. Uh, uh, Charlie, I have a theory. I want you to support it or shoot it down really quick. I hope it's not to a conspiracy me. theory. Actually, actually, it's just a psychological evaluation. Um, it, it look, it could be lunacy or it could be valid. I think the Clippers won because the Lakers and LeBron got put out. They they felt like it was a re a rebirth because like they I don't I think can they see would that. Have, yeah I don't think like I think Paul George and Kawhi knew that they were lurking and as long as they're in the way 
we're, we're not going to win the championship anyway because they, you know, they they beat up on us. Um, it, it reminds me of of a tournament, a Conference USA tournament, when Kenya Martin got injured in college. I remember right? that. I remember that. We, we were in the conference tournament, and once he got injured, I mean, everybody was like, every team was just was depressed yeah. for a day. But that next day, it was almost like everybody, all of a sudden, the teams that were supposed to lay down, all of a sudden, they're playing like, like gangbusters, right? Yeah, was so hope. I was like, was yeah. So I thought that Clippers team, when LeBron and them started struggling, they they were reborn. Like, maybe they're going to lose. We got a shot. Do, do you believe in that theory? That's interesting. Uh, in the theory, what uh, I, I missed the theory. What? But what what is the theory? You're they, basically, to? they got revitalized once they realized that the Lakers lost. Were no longer a path to their well, yes. an path to their success. Well, I'll, I'll just say this. Um, I don't think that was a big issue as far as the Lakers losing or not. Uh, neither team is going to win on the other team's home court uh, at, up until Game Seven, and you know I. I've seen it time and time again play out. Uh, but the difference in that whole series was when Kawhi, when Kawhi Leonard decided he wanted to take over the game, he took over the game. Mm. And so it wasn't, it wasn't because he was going to make all the baskets. It was because they were going to have to put so much focus on him that he could get other guys' shots. And, of course, you need guys to step up and make big shots. Uh, Dallas didn't have that. I mean, they had yeah. Luca, who was going to step up and make big shots, but all those other guys, they didn't not really didn't shy away from the moment because they did shoot the basketball. But when they needed big shots made, they weren't able to get them done. But mm. on the Clippers side, you you saw the Jackson kids step up and make big shots late in that game in Game yeah. Seven, and you know defensively, Kawhi said, "Hey." All that, that's enough. Enough is enough. I'm taking that dude, the dude that's scoring all the points. And he didn't lock him down, but he made it tougher on him. Yeah. And so it's just, I saw it coming the whole time that once they got to a point where they were going to not win on each other's home court, game seven is going to come down to that guy taking over the game. And we've seen it with Kawhi Leonard. Over these last years, where he's won his championship, won championships, you know, two two of the two of the years. Hmm. I mean, he just takes over the game, and, and I, I saw it coming. You know, Game Seven is always that way. It, it comes down to who whoever best player and the role players that step up at the right time and make it happen. And they just had that, you know, they just had that DNA. I think Dallas is on the way up. But they're just not there yet. Yeah, I, I didn't see. I didn't see. Uh, I saw most of the first half, and I and I saw the. It, it seemed feel. I felt like to me like the game changed a lot when Tim Hardaway Jr. got hurt. Did he come back in that game, or was he out the rest of the game? No, he played, and he, now he didn't. He didn't hit as many shots after he got back because he was on fire. Early. Yeah, yeah. Him but, and Luca both were on fire. But, but to Charlie's point, they don't have. They have shooters. They don't have pressure shooters. Mm-hmm. They don't have anybody other than Luca that you can go to and say, this guy under pressure can make that shot. Uh, and that's a problem. He's got to get a, a, a real 
Not a, I don't like saying Batman and Robin. He needs a he needs a Batman to his Superman. And and and, yeah. and if he can get that viable number two, then I think uh, they they can make a run. But until he does, then this is probably going to be the results. But I'm not opposed to your theory, though. Uh, right, right. I'm not opposed to it either. Because I kind of like that. I, I, there's something might be there. Hold on, hold on. I mean, they went two and zero once <laughs> once the Lakers got beat. Are, are, are you? <laughs> Well, Nobody had won at home in that series until Game Seven. All the games, all the games were road wins. <laughs> that, that, that's happened before. I mean, that's happened. This is the first time that 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 every game was a, a that road. The first win. six were road first wins. Time. Yeah, really. I've seen it happen before, and and Game Seven came down to the home team ended up pulling it out because the teams were so equal that they would lose on each other's floor because the other team didn't want. You know the the Clippers weren't gonna they weren't gonna um, allow themselves to go to on the road and lose those games because they knew what it was gonna take to be able to make it happen. And so Kawhi was like, "Hey, this is what's gonna happen. We gonna make it happen." And of course, having Paul George helped as well because it took a lot of pressure off him whenever he needed to get off the basketball. And some of those other guys as well. How about my man? Oh, oh. How about my man, Terrence? Terrence man, let's give him some love. <laughs> Where's he from? Where's he from? Uh, he's, he's, where do you play at, Charlie? He's, he's an ACC guy. Where do you play at, Charlie? Come on. Where, where do you There's play? There's a ton of ACC guys in the playoffs. <laughs> There's like you play out more. teams in the ACC. Terrence <laughs> man stepped up his game. Had like twelve. A 14 points in the first half, which helped them build their lead. And then he played some, you know, quality minutes down the stretch. That's but incredible. Was, what school did he play he did at? Oh, you still haven't answered the question where he where he play at. He played at Florida State. That's that's you got, on Florida, you got a Florida high school shirt on today, John. That was, that was what we were doing, Charlie. That's what we Speaking were waiting Charlie, you asked me this because you you know you you played in the NBA playoffs. How does like Milwaukee regroup? Because they're now down by 44 points. It's 70 118 to 74. That is a setup. Is Jordan playing? How does how does it but what what is it? I mean, because I mean, in a series, I mean blowouts happen. I'm sure it probably happened with, with you all at some point with the Knicks. Well, how do you what what's the re, what's the regroup? What's how do you how do you come back from that? It is a setup because the games haven't been close. Yeah, they're acting like they're going to fight. I'm just saying. <laughs> the games haven't been close. So what does it do to the mentality of the team that's getting whooped? Especially from a coach's perspective. I mean, this is this is all. I mean, we've all played sports before. and We've been in situations where we've gotten kicked down. Uh, and what does the coach come and say? They don't respect you. Extra, all these different things, all these suck, and then you put in more energy the next games, next few games, and you find your way to win those games, and now you're back to two to two. So that's why I say it's a setup. Sometimes when you look at these scores, and it's like, man, are they gonna are they gonna get out of this series without getting swept? Man, these games can go from one extreme to the other, all because of just attitude and energy. Yeah, and and in the vein of you know we're talking about the ACC guys, it was 
Diakite, is that how you spell it from Virginia? Yeah. Yes. That was the one that was in the in the middle of this fight, NBA fight, which you know yeah. they haven't fought since Charlie was in the league. <laughs> hey, how about the man from uh, from Virginia? Uh, uh, shout out to Diakite. Old school guys who stayed in school for four years. Uh, my man Hunter, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. He's been playing really, really well, and I'm happy for the old school, old schoolers. I've always wanted to ask Marcus that. I mean, I've, you know, Marcus and I we run into each other time, and basically, Lloyd knows me, and you know, we cut up all the time. But my, one of my favorite uh, shots of you when you was at U of L was when y'all was playing Kentucky. It was in Freedom Hall, and you got a dunk, and you, the smile on your face. Just <laughs> <laughs> no. put me in that moment, because I mean, because the smile, like, because you I mean you smile all the time on the floor anyway. But that was a, that was a little bit different smile. I think that's back when you had dyed your hair red, which I also wanted to pick on you about that too. Right. <laughs> no, no, listen, those games. That's how you become certified. <laughs> yeah, that's how you. That's how you become certified. That's it. Yep. You just listen. You, you go ahead. I have a, a announcement to make. <laughs> the Seminoles have just made their way into the finals. You could have saved that for the shout outs at the end of the show, Charlie. I want to be like like we all are. Sometimes we present we're prisoners of the moment. Yeah. (laughs) So now here here's the dilemma I now have, Charlie, because you are a Florida State grad, maybe maybe arguably the most celebrated Florida State grad. Him and Burt Reynolds. You and Burt Reynolds, right? <laughs> I am now charged with the thought of was that a humble flex or just a proud alum? I'm a proud alum. I'm going to take this to the jury, though. Jury, what what say you? We were we were elim- facing elimination. Yeah. And uh, and we. Well, were you know pers- which way I'm going to lean on the vote. I would I would have did it. I would have said it too. Exactly. Do you love me, Marcus? Do you love me? All you guys would have done it. Listen, I would have done it. Now, when you said Charlie, you saved yourself right there. You're right. I would have absolutely. And I'm saying this because I watched Kentucky win the volleyball championship, and I didn't like it. Like I didn't like it. And and I thought if I can be that petty, if I can be that petty. That, that man, man, I, I'm not gonna fault this man for bragging about his softball team taking it, making the next step to the finals. Marcus, not, Marcus, not I thought I was the only one. I, I was like, hey, okay, I mean, whatever. <laughs> no, I, I was just hating. I, I had I to look in the mirror and say, Marcus, you're just hating. And I had to accept that I was okay with that. Yeah. In my own, <laughs> own heart. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Please tell the people when you are on and let them know when they can catch you, not just with on ESPN, but also on the on your uh online show as well. Oh, um uh daily show, 10, 10 to 12, weekdays, um 939 the Ville. You know, it's on the iHeart, uh middays with Marcus Maven, the evening show. 
it's a little more uh uncensored you know it's a little you know a little funner a little looser format um i you look of course i say um no format so 11 ish right, is right. when i normally start <laughs> 11 to 11 30 ish you yeah. know um the channel the youtube channel is made for the bill m-a-d-e-f-o-r-t-h-e-v-i-l-l-e um yep always always a good time i do appreciate y'all bringing me on gentlemen this was I, I i did have a good time it's it's charlie it's it's really nice to to meet you or you know have a have an interaction kendrick man come I'm on i'm still to waiting show, to be man. on your show i'm waiting to be on, on your show come on <laughs> just waiting you got the open invitation lord you have the open invitation i am going to ask all three of you gentlemen to join me at some point at done done we love we love the we'll family. keep charlie up we'll, we'll we'll fill him up with the sparkling grape juice and then he'll get real wild <laughs> I, I, i'm 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 gonna hold all three of you gentlemen to that done my brother done my brother man and, and, and charlie i'm really upset with you why because because now this is gonna be three episodes in a row yeah. where we didn't get a charlie ward humble flex I'm so upset. Wait a minute, because he still got his, his shout outs. You got you gave one shout out. <laughs> Do you have any more shout outs you'd like to give, Charlie? Uh yes. Okay, here we go. See, that's still time. I'd like to give a shout out to my New York Knicks head coach, Tom Thibodeau, for winning the coach of the year. Tom See, Pippen I still can't. Or, you still can't hit him with the humble flag. Go, go New York, go! <laughs> That's mature. Tom, Tom Thibodeau or Tom? I just need to know which one are you giving a shout out to? Tom Thibodeau. Okay. This is his whole name. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> Alan. Alan Houston is his whole name. <laughs> but you call him Al. <laughs> if you want to call him Tibbs, you can call him Tibbs. <laughs> so what do you call him? I call him Tibbs. Do you, do you know? Do you actually? I mean, not setting you up, even though I want to. But did but did you know him back in back in your playing days, or did do you have a relationship before he came with the Knicks? No. Mm. So right. so we can't get him with the humble. He, he has survived. He has survived yeah. once again. I, I I didn't know Coach Van Gundy before I got to the Knicks, mm. or Pat Riley. I ain't talking about before you got to the Knicks. I'm talking about you when you when you were playing. Did you ever run across Tom Thibodeau? Yes, he was on our staff with the Knicks. Well, you're avoiding. I see what's happening here. He is. He is. This is chess that's being played now. He's moving the pieces around the board. He asked me the question. I see what you did there, Charlie. Well played, Charlie Ward. Well played. He was on the Knicks. Staff. That's where I got to know him. And then when I went to Houston, he was on the Houston staff. Well so I, played, Charlie. Well, I'm not even upset at you. A couple of places. He did that well. I'm I'm not mad at it. He moved those that, that, was, down. that was a humble brag gymnastics. <laughs> He's a Simone, Simone Biles of right. jumping around the humble play. Which, by the way, let me give a let me give a shout out as well. Shout out to my daughter's best friend's mom, who took them to see last night, mm. Simone Biles win her seventh national championship. Mm. 
That was, I thought that was very cool. A once in a lifetime moment. So Simone Biles is still in college? No, no, no. She well, the U.S. National Gymnastic oh. Championships were last night, and she won. Here's here's how good she. Here's how good she. He's been winning it since 2013. Since, right. since but, UofL won this last championship. So, so <laughs> I, I thought had really good seats. Here's how good Simone Biles was. In between the things that she was doing, she was on Facebook. She was checking her Twitter. She was <laughs> not concerned about what she had to go do uh, gymnastically at all. Knew pretty yeah. much before she ever stepped in the building that night. I pretty much got this locked up. She is absolutely amazing. One of the greatest athletes this great this country of ours has ever seen. I mean, just amazing. Well, maybe that's the way of that's her way of um, taking her mind off of what she needed to do. Because you, you really, once you get there, all the work's been done. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She she was something else. Uh, I want to send some love to the young lady though. That was the thirty two year old who was trying to make a comeback. Please, young lady, in all with all due respect, you've accomplished a lot. I looked up her stats. She's accomplished a lot in her career. But you got to know when to hold them and when to fold them. And when she face planted on the mat last night, I felt like that was the folded moment. That was not a good look. And I, it was tough to watch because you're like, because her kids were in the stands and her husband, and you're like, oh man, just please let's let's. Let's bring this to a close because that's not good. Listen, start listening to that Teddy Pen- Pendergrass. We think, think I better let it go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay, that's mine, Marcus. You got uh, you gave your, you got any shout outs? You want to shout out anybody real quick? We like listen, that that, that was shout out. This this was listen. This was an awesome experience, man. I appreciate you inviting me on. Shout out oh, to you, well, gentlemen. Yeah, I, I enjoyed myself one hundred percent. Awesome. Kendrick, you got your final word there, brother. My final shout out is this probably going to get me a humble flex, but I don't care. No Charlie, Charlie's, Charlie's let us down for two weeks now. Shout out to my guy, Tomago. He works with the Denver Nuggets. Oh, yeah. Because I got, I actually, I actually bought my tickets for that Nuggets uh, Trailblazers game. Okay. They went to double overtime and Lillard hit all the threes. I actually bought my tickets for that. Got a great deal. Got two tickets for under $300. That was 13 rows up from the floor. But shout out to my boy, Tomago, who hooked me up with tickets because he works for the, for the Rock, for the Nuggets. And he hooked me up with tickets for the Colorado Avalanche hockey game, to which I was nine rows up from the ice. So shout out to him. Shout out to the hookup and shout out. And that was a humble flag. Gotta plug the plug. Gotta plug the plug. You did good, son. You did good. You you know, worldwide is working is working for uh, the Nuggets too. I think. Well, uh, did did you know worldwide Womble, uh, Jim Womble, from the radio station? I I know him, but I didn't. I don't know him well enough. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hilarious. Hilarious. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Uh, that is our wonderful guest, Marcus Maven. That's Kendrick Haskins. The only Heisman Trophy winner we have is Charlie Ward until Kendrick's paperwork clears. I'm just <laughs> we will be back next Monday because this is summertime and we're only doing one of these a week. So next Monday, we'll be back. Until then, have a great, great week. Be out of here.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.